0: Hey, and welcome to KD's Place, the podcast for the geek in you.
1: We'll get into everything dealing with the fanboy culture. Wait, should I say fangirl too? Oh well, no worries, I got this. Okay, time to podcast. Podcast. The Necrocastican, where we blend horror and metal for your pleasure and ours, with special guests from horror and metal, with hosts Smoke and Walt Ball, ah! Thomas R. Clark,
0: yeah, that one like trying to get laid. Mr. Scott reacts, you don't have to pay for it, which I think is ridiculous. Sergeant Fury, Dan Roberts, and Uncle Skip Novak. Dream Dream! And where can you find the Necrocastican, Sergeant Fury?
2: Wherever you get your
0: fine-ass podcasts.
1: Mondays on Project Entertainment Network.
0: You're listening to KZOM, only on public radio. Hey everyone, it's me, D.B. Spitzer, and this guy over here, Dave, how's it going?
1: I am doing amazing.
0: Amazing?
1: I am doing amazing. I got a letter today.
0: Ooh, a letter from whom?
1: From one Miss Kat Dennings. Who said that she loved our show and that she was so impressed with my knowledge of goats and that it was not going to issue a restraining order against me, but wanted me to come and follow her and be her personal back rubber?
0: All right. Okay. <gasps> ah, ah, April Fools, April Fools. Ah, ah, I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Um, I, I, I don't have. Call any... me, Cat. I I, I don't have any April Fool's because, I I don't know, I I feel like I I do so many jokes uh, through editing on the show as it is. I mean, I trolled people into listening to a Cthulhu Mythos podcast that really talked about the Cthulhu Mythos for three seasons before I decided to actually talk about the Cthulhu Mythos, so... Yeah, I've pulled enough it, jokes. It, it's
1: a surreal podcast. <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted to get slowly but surely get their sanity, you know, because you don't want to hit them with the big stuff or they'll, they'll fail their sanity rolls and go
0: crazy. Oh, no, no, no. I think about past episodes I've done for this podcast feed, and it's like, oh, talk about the Cthulhu mythos, and then talk about, like, uh, the, uh, I, I don't know, like some Walter Benjamin uh, thing about... Uh, reproduction in the... Uh, or uh, art in the age of reproduction of, like, media, like, back in the 1930s, like, you know, it's like, what does it mean to be art now that you can, like, take a photo of a painting or record uh, like a choir sing? Like, what does art mean now? And what does media mean? And what does it mean to be a graphic designer versus an artist? And anyway, I talked about that, but also I think i talked about like, Cabinet of Dr. Calgary. It's like, I don't know, I think the show's, like... Really changed in some really cool. Way. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is what are we talking about, Dave?
1: So it is spring. It is spring. And guess what spring brings? Baby, baby goats. goats. Baby goats are here. They are coming.
0: Cool. All right. There's there's. Uh, I guess I guess uh, uh, Uncle Owen's goat farm has a lot of baby goats.
1: Yeah, we've got a we've got a few. Uh, here's a. Here is, this is Solomon and Sonya's new twin brothers, Kerry Urodine and
0: Johnny Silverhands. Whoa. Very, very cool. Very cool. All right. Uh, So, uh, have you heard about any uh, news going on in town as of late? Well,
1: I've heard some things. Yeah? Um, I understand that... This is welcome to town gossip with DND.
0: <laughs> so
1: I heard. Would uh, you
0: hear? I
1: heard that Darcy's not seeing her boss too often because Felony is who is on the city council, but mm-hmm. she's also, you know, has uh, the um, art noir uh, art, um, the you know the local art studio. Mm-hmm. That she's got a new assignment from the new mayor.
0: Ooh, what's that?
1: Well, I understand, and and I guess you you work with him. Have you met the guy?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pikmin.
1: Yeah, um, like I don't know what what it's I am like Ignatius. I don't know what 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 is I start Igor, I guess, or Igor. I don't know.
0: No, it's it's uh, Igor Melvin Pikmin.
1: Oh okay. Well yeah. Um, apparently, he like does all the city ordinances by painting. Mm-hmm, Instead mm-hmm. of writing it out, he only communicates by painting, and because she's got a degree in, you know, art history and art histori,an she has to, to interpret it for everybody. Is that
0: true? Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it, and also, this is like pretty much uh, a lot easier than working for any of the previous mayors, being the uh, comptroller. I actually do comptroller work, which I had to, like, look up what a comptroller actually does, and once I figure that out, I'll start doing it. But pretty much uh, the mayor's just pretty much uh, speaks to me over a loudspeaker and... Tells me that what we need to do to make the city safer or the town I don't know, I like someday will be a city. Everyone, uh, <laughs> uh, making everything safe and uh, making Oleander a place that people want to come and visit and people want to stay and people want to get buried here and just kind of like build a life and uh, really talking about sprucing up the cemetery and getting all that figured out and. Uh, He's uh, taking care of the goat problem, as he's called it. Uh, We're going to get rid of all of the Angora goats, or the proto-goats, or the...
1: The non-Nubian goats.
0: Yeah, Well, so we're going to get rid of the the goats that uh, have been around for a while now. And also, we have hired some uh, Nubian goats from Uncle Owen's farm to help get rid of all of the rest of that vine that's been... uh, stuck all over town from a couple months back yep. so yeah the goats really dug that vine when it uh came over towards the farm so we figured we're gonna have uh the goats take care of it so uh yeah yeah so that's that's some work for uh uncle owen's farm and uh let's see uh, yep
1: i have, i i have, I've, I've actually hired Sven, uh, bjorg and Sven and Sven to to watch him during the daytime and it's cool i mean they're very good take care of animals but they, they, they read down the the norwegian book of prayer to the goats and i swear those goats are rolling their eyes at them but
0: <laughs> well it's 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 good to see everyone out and about i mean we don't have the yeah, cloud anymore seen
1: something with a square pupil all its eyes
0: it's interesting. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, no, no, but Oleander is actually like turning into like one of those nice rural Oregon towns that everyone goes to buy like beef jerky from or look at the rural art or like go to the Airbnb and escape uh, the pandemic in the city of Portland or, you know, anything else. And it's it's I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the foot traffic, and uh, luckily all the goats and stuff like that are keeping all the uh, looky-loos out of the cemetery, but uh, sooner or later, we're going to have those goats gone, and I'm going to be up to my neck and tourists uh, doing
1: gentrifying.
0: Gentrifying. Well, no, not necessarily gentrifying, just uh, getting in my space and, uh, I don't know, uh, raising my hackles and... Uh, just stressing me out in general because uh,
1: I, I noticed that you seem to have extraordinary large hackles today.
0: <laughs> well, they're just currently up, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's a uh, uh, new mayor, uh, Pikmin, uh, pretty cool guy. Uh, paints, I, I, I enjoyed the arts, and uh, yeah, no, no, we've got quite a bit of. Uh, his artwork hanging around the mayor's office Uh, we've put a lot of the older uh, paintings that have been up of uh, various uh, mayors of the uh, past uh, two centuries and various members of the uh, Oleander family so, yeah, no, we've had to put a lot of paintings of Oleanders down in the basement with all the other paintings of the Oleanders down in the basement, because something that I found out is the Oleanders like paintings of themselves. I mean... Yes. Uh, uh What's her name? Felony? Uh, yeah, yeah, or, no.
1: Or or Gertrude.
0: Oh, no, 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 Felony. Uh, Felony has so many paintings because of uh, the uh, art school nearby. It's... I don't know if she goes there. She's like, you need to paint me. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's felony. Uh, well, um, you know, uh <laughs> um, that's not what we're talking about here, Dave. Uh, but anyway. So,
1: oh, oh, I have a mystery. I have a mystery.
0: Oh, you have a mystery.
1: Yeah, I have a mystery and an answer. Can I then then we can then I could tell you about what's happening on the farm.
0: All right. What's going on?
1: True story. So, around 2000, 2005. Sure. People started a market for old pictures in the 50s and 60s. Uh-huh. And so, you know, like American Pickers, you know, there would be people going out and trying to find you new, know, authentic, old 1950s, 1960s pictures. It became sure. a, a, a small niche market. And the people that were doing it, they realized they kept finding this picture of this guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it kept over and over. Sometimes he'd have a tie, and who had it. It was almost all portraits. Hmm. And nobody knew who he was. And they were in the Midwest. And when they sat down, the people that were looking for these pictures, they started comparing their notes. And they realized that this guy had more pictures taken him in the early 50s than Eisenhower did. Hmm. And nobody knew who he was. And so it went for years and years until finally they found his daughter. The guy owned a series of photo booths throughout the Midwest. And he would drive up and collect the money, but he'd have to test them. And so he'd take a picture of himself, and he would just hand them out to people. And that's why there were so many pictures.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, At one point in time in the late 90s, uh, antique photos were very, very popular in... Uh, vintage stores in Portland, so that made my friends and I go ching, and we got vintage cameras and vintage films and vintage clothes and made uh, like semi risque, not really like dirty photos, but like photos of like adults being like drunk at parties and stuff like that and like fights and stuff like that, and we we, we made a fair amount of cash, and then we we're like, uh, should we do this again? And then we had ho- problems finding film, and then we we're all like you know, moving away and whatnot. It never happened again, but we, we made a couple hundred dollars uh, by staging antique films, and I used the knowledge that I'd gained as a keeper of arcane lore through Call of Cthulhu to age uh, props. And, uh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: cool did you put slender man in the back
0: no no we didn't do anything spooky we just like were, like staged like like kind of like uh like a bad party like a party where like people got in a fight and like people were like kind of like screaming at each other we didn't actually scream or fight or anything like that we staged it and it looked really good but yeah it's fun and uh oh, yeah cool. yeah great great way to uh waste your time when you're 24 i'll tell you that
1: yeah, it made you a couple hundred <laughs> bucks. It wasn't exactly. that much of a
0: waste? No, no, no. And that's that's nineties <laughs> money. Did 90s you tell people
1: this is my great grandfather? Yeah, that's why he looks just like me.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, we actually like handed the uh, photos off to someone else because we we were afraid that they'd be like, "Wait a minute, aren't you in these photographs?" And then we'd be like, "Jinx!" And then like run out of there with a trail of smoke A puff of smoke. Anyway. But I always back thought
1: back to small, small town gossip.
0: <laughs> that kind of stuff is fun. Yeah, no, no. Uh, new mayor, great. Felony, Oleander, uh, interpreting the. Uh, how's uh, how's everything out in the farm? How's the uh, big metal sphere? Released
1: something, and this is where my knowledge of English fails me. Hmm. So it's, um, I'm not quite sure. I, I mean, it's. It, 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 it it's there it's on energy uh, the only way i could really describe it it's kind of a uh, I, I don't know it's like a it's like a hue from beyond
0: well that sounds undescribable. that sounds unexplainable yeah. that sounds like yeah. some sort of tint from an extra-dimensional plane.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's something like that. It, you know, it, 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 it's from a pigment from the cosmos.
0: Ooh, is it some sort of like um, hmm, wavelength from
1: infinity and it, 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 It's chromatic from. The multiverse.
0: Ooh, I've run yes. out of. Uh, <laughs> okay, yes, well, it, well, okay. But,
1: but it was it was heading, it was heading kind of north, towards boring.
0: Ooh, well, uh, sounds like that's boring Oregon's problem.
1: Boring if you happen to see our plasma of, of from, you know, the extra solar system.
0: The unexplainable substance of onyx... Unex- un- unknown seeableness. I, don't I, I make guess.
1: eye contact with it.
0: Lock your doors. It might be some sort of fog carrying the ghosts of fishermen of past from a sphere yes. from the outer planes. I, I don't Do know how that works. Do not
1: taunt the... the warp of dimensional uh coral Class I don't know I'm don't mess with it boring
0: come yeah. on
1: just don't mess with it okay
0: yeah enough goofing around seriously boring Oregon if you see something out there say something about that out there yeah yeah
1: don't taunt it
0: all right up next we have Ken height Oh, wait a minute do we have anything else to talk about
1: um no, no I think I think we pretty much covered it
0: all right camera two
1: cat call me
0: <laughs> camera two. Uh, we are talking about Ken Height and desert survival up next. And after that, camera one. Does D and D belong in humor? Does humor belong in D and D? And how to handle humor in D and D? All right. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> You're listening to KZO Allen, on Public Radio. Ken interview? Hey, everyone. That was the farm report with Farmer Dave. And uh, wow, I you know what? It, it just goes to show you can solve any problem with goats with raisins. Am I right? All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, not in studio, but virtually in studio. We have Ken Height today. And Ken, Ken, how are you doing over in Chicago?
2: Uh, pretty good. Um, one day at a time, as we do in Norwegian prison and/or uh, tail end of coronavirus times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting the uh, vaccineuritis, as, <laughs> as they call it.
1: <laughs> nice. Getting
2: antsy, getting ready to get out there and get my shots and uh, go to every crowded bar in the Greater Chicagoland area. Yeah. Every movie theater, every rock show. Uh huh. I will. Bankrupt myself eating in restaurants, probably get arrested for licking strangers. Who can say I'm I'm psyched to be able to live in a city of three million people again instead of a backyard of two people?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm excited to talk to people other than uh, my children about Minecraft videos. <laughs> well, But it, that's a that's
2: an endless topic that, that keeps on giving The Minecraft. Yes,
0: yes. No, no. Now they also want to talk about satisfaction. Factory, which is a factory building game, and uh, Dragon Quest thirteen, but you know that's Dragon that's... Quest thirteen. That's, <laughs>
2: that that. I from what I hear, Dragon Quest thirteen really solved a lot of the problems with Dragon Quests ten through twelve.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. That's just the word on the street, though. I'm not the I'm not the expert.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, so um, we just got to get down to it. We're talking about desert island scenarios here and the thing i wanted to ask you ken Mm -hmm. if you were stranded on a desert island what album would you take with you or possibly even like what um box set if 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 we're going to be talking about like 90s cd collections or something
2: yeah well i'm not going to be taking one you know a single album that is rookie move in the in the box set game so as great as uh Bruce Springsteen's Badlands is—it's just you know one album, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. You know, Darkness on the Edge of Town, another great Springsteen. Also, a lot of this comes to what's the weather like on this island? Ooh. Is this island like like uh, like Portland? It's foggy and rainy and cold and drippy all the time, and I'm mostly in my hut on the island. <laughs> then that's that's you know, that's your you know your uh, your Springsteen live compilation, gotcha. or maybe. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, Clash double album, something like that, mm-hmm. something, you know, indoors and angry uh, gets you, it gets the blood pumping that way. Um, but if it's a nice island, sunny, tropic island, like you like, mm-hmm. then, for my money, the album to have. And this is not my favorite album, this is not the album that I listen to the most, although I do listen to it a good amount, but it is the album that is reliably an uh, absolute... Get your energy up, go out there, look for uh, puffs of smoke on the horizon, Mm -hmm. chop some firewood, gather papayas, whatever it is you got to do on the island to check your crab nets. Uh, Energizing Music is a compilation album, as you suggested. It is a box set. It's called the best glam rock album in the world ever.
0: Ooh. Right? I bet that has some Roxy music on there.
2: It has all manner of stuff on it. It is, um, uh, um, <laughs> yes, not just rocky Music. It's got your suite. It's got your, uh, uh, it has a broad church attitude, so it's not just your sweets and your T-Rexes sure, sure. and your slades, but there's, uh, and not just Roxy Music, but Brian Ferry, but there's also a little uh, David Bowie. There's uh, 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 Radar Love for some reason, which is not even glam rock, but is a, <laughs> another bang uh, Lou Reed is on it for no huh. reason. New York Dolls. Yeah. Um, actually, that is a, that is a personality crisis. That's totally glam. Sure. Uh, Mata Hoople uh, Who doesn't love that? Uh, Roy Wood. Um, Hello. Uh, a uh, you know an, a, just an amazing compilation of stuff. Uh, I guess the only thing it would be missing is uh, Gary Glitter because yeah. Gary Glitter is um, a bad person. And uh, they didn't want to give him any money, so take that, Gary Glitter. <laughs> but the glitter band is on it, so there is some glitter. There's just not Gary glitter, just yeah. regular old glitter. Um, so it's a pretty, it's it's a pretty bomb uh, compilation. It's a good album to drive fast to, and um, you know maybe or maybe not get uh, pulled over. That's another good thing about it. Uh, all that stuff that you'll that you'll want on the Desert Island. It's 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 big up energy. I I feel like a lot of people take albums that they objectively love. Yeah. They take something like you know Mozart's Jupiter Symphony or something, and then you're just there in your shack getting blissed out listening to your album. You're not you're not uh, out there getting it done. Desert Island life is you know the, it's it's not uh, the rat race, but you know there's stuff you got to do every every day and. But, <clears throat> I feel like a, a a big adrenaline album is is one to do that.
0: All right, all right. Say say that you don't have a island that you have to like really work that hard for some reason. Like everything you need is just really there, and it's just like you've got a nice natural cave, and the fruits just just outside, and you know all you really got to do is just like hang out, hunker down. Maybe the weather's kind of kind of not, you know. Really harsh or really terrible or something, but really produces some really nice fungus or fruit or something, and you're just you're just happy in your cave. Happy, yeah. Happy cave happy. Cave I, happy. I mean, kind of like kind of like uh, kind of like what we got going on now, but you know, on an island. <laughs> on an island.
2: See, I was I was with you right up until you said like what we got going on now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's like, oh right, I hate being by myself. <laughs> You reminded me that. Um, yeah, I think if you're cave happy, that is when you bless out. You you um, uh, you do your Mozart. Uh, in in my case, I think uh, you know take either the longest Mozart symphony you can find just uh-huh. because you'll yeah. want maximum replay. Or you know, I'm I when I was a kid, I had a, a a CD box set that was like three Mozart symphonies. I don't know what it was called because it was just it, it said Mozart on the side in big letters and. Uh-huh. Um, that was like, well, gotta get your Mozart, but it was like um, uh, Jupiter, and I think one of the one of the ones in the forties, maybe Symphony Forty. Uh, it had, um, you know, just a bunch of Mozart, and I think that's 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 pretty good, uh, bliss out, perfect music, and that it is probably the greatest music ever written. I mm-hmm. would say, if I'm going out on a limb. Um, I know I'm gonna get a lot of pushback on Mozart, but I'm gonna stick with it. All right. um, yeah, but if you're just listening in the cave, Mozart's an excellent choice. And um, worst case scenario, you'll get a great appreciation for Mozart.
0: Nice. Very cool. Personally, I'm Along a Steely with... Dan guy, but you know.
2: Steely Dan. Uh, see, the <laughs> thing about Steely Dan is, I mean, first of all, there has to be weed on the island now.
0: Oh, yeah. And no, no. There's Hocus, there's there's weed on the and island. And I mean, this is me we're talking guy. about. There's weed on the right. island. So there's weed on know. the island.
2: All right. Well, first, that makes my glam rock choice look even better, by yeah. the way, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Steely Dan is, is one of those things. I mean, I, I appreciate the vibe. All the Steely Dan fans I know are lovely people. It's just that listening to Steely Dan for any length of time makes me think I'm in the dentist's office. It's just not, <laughs> it's not music that I, uh, that I, uh, connect with on that level. I'm just sort of waiting for the actual music to come on or, uh, back reading a, 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 Five-year-old issue of Newsweek or something. I just, <laughs> it's not my uh, not my scene. Again, nothing against the yacht rock kids and uh, and their jaunty caps, uh, but it's uh, it's not really me. Oh yeah, no. And I'm no. certainly not going to make it me for the purpose of being on a desert island. I mean, oh sure. Again, I guess the desert island is also a good place. Although, uh, again, you uh, that, that is the downside of the glam rock, is that it makes you want to go out and, and party with people. Mm-hmm. And if you're on a desert island, there's no people. I guess that would be the downside of ABBA, the ABBA Solid Gold compilation on a desert island. Yeah. Because, first of all, no one's there to you know bust on you for liking ABBA. Yeah. So that's good. But on the other hand, you want to get out and you know um, uh, dance and uh whatnot and there's no one to dance or whatnot with
0: but i think for so the sake of oh yeah
2: that's not ideal i
0: think yeah yeah i was i was gonna say for the sake of sanity you know if like well you know i don't think you want to have like a, just like listen to leonard cohen the whole time on the island if you're just oh, like God, all no. by yourself yeah. Your veins. <laughs> it's like huh well First of all, the highest cliff leonard is... Cohen is kind
2: of like being trapped on a desert island already <laughs>
0: It's, it's, yeah, so. it's, it's why
2: you wouldn't pick um uh you know lou reed or, or the velvet's a solid ground uh <laughs> yeah. solid base of that you'd you'd be you know at, at best you'd just be itchy and um uh and um uh, uh, jonesing the yeah. whole time you're on the island at worst yeah like it, it could be the leonard cohen situation all over again or nick cave another great choice for something to listen to assuming that you are not you know near firearms you yeah. know it's a good choice <laughs> <laughs> but I don't feel like it's uh, it's conducive to your desert island attitude.
0: Yeah. That's why
2: you know music that either makes you absurdly happy or absurdly mad is probably the good music to have on your desert island. I just feel like, <laughs> except obviously your bliss island that you were talking about. Then Sealy Dan or Mozart, depending on your exact vibe, I guess.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, and Ken, thank you so much for uh, talking to us about desert islands. Uh, any any projects that you got going on out there right now these days?
2: Um, I'm sort of in the progress with a bunch of stuff, uh, none of which can be bought yet by any of uh, our lovely listeners. But I can tell you that uh, Tour to Lovecraft the Destinations is done. Ooh. It is uh, in the PDFs are for sale right now, along with the expanded edition of Tour Lovecraft the Tales. Uh, you can buy them from the Atomic Overmind uh, web store or from drive-thru rpg uh the uh the the best source or the the best big source Mm -hmm. for buying your uh, your rpg content so feel free to jump over there and download that while you wait for the physical copies of the books which i think are on a boat from lithuania now but don't quote me on that
0: very cool very cool (laughs) all right thanks again ken
2: no uh happy to be here man happy to talk to you anytime stay safe stay good uh, get your vaxes, everybody. Oh yeah. Um, I want to see everyone, ideally at uh, uh, Lovecraft Film Fest in October. Oh yeah. Whatever I possibly can. I sure. See all y'all.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Ken. Thanks, man. <laughs> Wow, I love that theme song. Dave, how are you doing these days?
1: I am well.
0: Whoa, there goes a t-shirt sale. I am,
1: are you ready? Yeah. I am jovial.
0: Whoa. I'll I'll tell you, we've got some more, uh, uh, we've got a Stinky Duck t-shirt on the shelves these days. And uh, we also have Steely Dan. And no, not that band from the 70s oleander's own local metal band steely dan so it's totally spelled differently yes they do play the same songs as the other band but it's a doom metal version of steely dan steely dan Um, which
1: is named after a a george berger's novel (laughs)
0: <laughs> um No, it's named after an adult aid, a, ste- a large metal steam-powered adult aid in a William S. Burroughs novel.
1: <laughs> That's what I, w- I was saying <laughs> instead of William S. Burroughs. It, since it's a cover band, oh, it's oh. a cover. Uh, okay, so, okay. First rule on D and D and humor: if you got to explain your joke. It's not funny.
0: Oh yeah, but buy our t-shirts. Uh, yeah, yes. no D and D on D and D. Talking about humor, Dave. Dave, uh, so t- tell me some of the funny things you've uh, done and seen in D and D.
1: Well, you know, and, and some of them are just incredibly funny at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And afterwards, you know, you 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 you, you, you know, afterwards you, you had to been there. I remember like just rolling over in like a, a uh, uh, oh, uh, Shadowrun oh a shadow run game where they needed a contact with a scientist. He was an mm-hmm. old man and every time they'd call him there was like a party at his house and there's like this huge conga line and we were just all laughing and you know guys would get up and start doing the conga. But it, it was funny because we it was us and mm-hmm. we were doing it.
0: One thing that I used to do, still do to this day, when I am a dungeon master, keeper of arcane lore, shadow master, or whatever you call it for Shadowrun, um, my, my, my friends, they'd pick up on this uh, this, this one thing, and uh, this is like the, the second, they said that my, my two major tricks in uh, role-playing are, one, whoever's the meanest is probably your best friend, in the long run and whoever's the nicest is probably the evil guy that's that's something i do over and over again not 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 for this and anytime there's a big party and everything gets fun and funny and everyone's laughing and like it's a zany thing it's gonna be stark horror in just a moment and everyone's like starts getting like when's 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 it gonna happen when's the When's the hammer going to fall? When, when do we fall into the pit? When When do we find out that, you know, everything's bad? And then I realized, oh, once I've developed these, like, tropes within my games, I can start, like, breaking those tropes and being, or uh, not tropes.
1: Inverting them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, once once I I, I I started doing that, it's like then put it, turning it on its head, and it's like everyone's being like, "Wait a minute! Nothing bad happened. What's going on?" I don't know why my friends have Ninja Turtle voices, but they do in this story.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and the same thing. Humor, it, it can it, it can you know just like in the movies, you know, there's mm-hmm. a reason why you know horror movies or action movies have funny lines in it. It breaks mm-hmm. up the tension.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, for sure.
1: And, and so, um, uh, you know um, the writer Charles Stross? Yes. He, he wrote, among other things, he wrote the, the library series,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which they, they made actually a role-playing game. And he, in this series, there has a lot of, you know, eldritch, it's it's a funny books. They're, mm-hmm. they're funny books. But, you know, he says... Is the funny part is the way his characters deal with it. it, you know, it's the interaction between the two people, two characters that actually have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. and, and how their coping mechanism. What he doesn't try to do, he doesn't try to make Asaph or or the vampire or or the the Medusa, whatever it is. He doesn't try to make them the sense of humor. Mm-hmm. It's it's how the characters, or in this case, the players, deal with it. That's where I think the humor comes from.
0: One thing that I do for humor is I will set up things in the background that I'll, like, describe while, I, while, while the game's going on, or in props or something, something going on, that, like, uh, you know, learn something about the town mayor but like maybe the mayor actually burned down the mayor's residence 10 years ago for insurance money kind of a joke that you know they end up reading in a prop and like kind of like cut off on the edge of the page or something Um, that's like not part of the game or not part of the story but just adds a weird little bit of like wait a minute did you guys know about this and then like maybe like hear some weird stories about that not only does it work as a red herring and you can like use like variations upon this but it also you know just adds a little bit of extra realism you can end up using humor in that kind of way i found and uh uh another way that I've, i've i've found to use humor is like just like kind of like weird incidents that happen like uh at one point in time they had to like wake up a blacksmith in the middle of the night to uh uh like get a special sword made to like kill like a lich or something or like not a lich but like you know just powerful undead and they wake up the uh uh blacksmith and his wife is like embarrassed and like runs out of the house and they end up learning later that that woman was actually like the uh shopkeeper like three doors down's wife and they're like oh dude and that like ends like adds some like weird realism to it that they're like oh wow this is like we know stuff that's going on that we're not supposed to talk about or people are going to get in trouble and it's like you know adds this like weird layer of realism that you know kind of like builds upon the game that's...
1: absolutely so i think any story any adventure mm-hmm. any campaign can have you
0: yeah oh definitely definitely but
1: o- only some of them can be silly sure and, and, you know, you can definitely do sort of, a, you know, a DD and uh, You know, I remember running an old one that was in a dungeon, uh, our Dragon Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, where it was a halfling that was in a, a an armor. No, yeah. Uh, but but the armor you describe it, it it's Darth Vader. <laughs> you know, and, and everybody, you know, thought that was hilarious. That's funny. You know, but there's some games that, you can get along with being silly. Mm-hmm. Um, Gurps uh IOU Illuminati University. I don't know if you ever played that. No. So, so the name of the school is IOU. Yeah. The I is for Illuminati, U is for university, and they won't tell you what the O is until you graduate.
0: Gotcha.
1: So, you know, that just sort of set you know the thing silly, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh or um um Paranoia.
0: Paranoia you was the one I was paranoia thinking
1: Paranoia is this very dark game. Very, very you know, dark. You, you very, very silly. Yeah. But it's very, yeah, it's dark, silly. So if you, and, and I think unless you, you know, unless it's something like you know, Illuminati University or paranoia. Right. I mean, you could do that. You could say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna run a, a you know, a slapstick, you know, vampire game like. Yeah, uh, like the things that we do in the shadows, or something. <laughs> or, or, I or, might play or, vampire or, then. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: or um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do superheroes, sure. but like Deadpool.
0: Yeah, no, I've I've but, had.
1: But you gotta kind of know it's going into it. Definitely, that it's silly.
0: I've I've had people try and play like silly versions, or like. Versions of like Call of Cthulhu, and it hasn't worked for me. It's like this isn't funny. I don't enjoy this. This isn't no. <laughs> no, no.
1: no. I, I think you 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 all have to you all have to sort of buy into it at the beginning. Yeah, and and, and so honestly, I suppose you could do uh, any system. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I think the, the laundry. Stories are good stories oh, yeah, And there's yeah. humor in them you, There's an ent- entire laundry Campaign mm-hmm. but you gotta Go into this knowing this is gonna be different yeah, Than regular yeah. Call of Cthulhu
0: That's a little bit different But like someone who's like uh, Trying to run a pulpy Call of Cthulhu campaign with like Way too much humor Added into it and it's like oh no Not another pun in like a Really supposed to be like dry serious Campaign it's like this isn't it doesn't ooh. puns in D and D are kind of fun. It's like kind of I don't know, depending I guess. But I don't know. I like yeah. your punnage in D and D. I I think it's like fun, spirited, and kind of funny.
1: But so like when we were playing, where you know it, the the mythologies were all you know real world mythology. So mm-hmm. it was the Greek mythology, and you, you guys came across the uh, you know the the uh, cult of Apollo, and they were doing the Apollo Creed. And they were quoting, it's the Eye of the Tiger. You know? <laughs> and it wasn't really a humorous game, but it didn't take it didn't derail
0: it. No, no, no. It was just little bits here and there just to kind of like go, oh, Dave, that's kind of funny. All right. Let me get that gold. Let me, let me, let me swing down that rope to the well and get that gold. Yeah. Even though... I, I don't know. You, you said that there was a well on the estate, and I was like, there's gold in that well. There's got to be stuff in that well. Someone threw something in that well. Someone died in that well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you guys ended up, I can't remember. It was like a green slime or something. You guys ended up, I think, um, sealing it off.
0: Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. That was that was a while back before the... Uh uh, that well, was like before uh, covid yeah that was back in december <laughs> that we i think the last time we played december 2019 december. yeah humor in d is kind of a fun thing and you can have a lot of fun but yeah everyone pretty much has to be on board for it like sometimes like even your rules lawyer will have fun if they get to make like a silly character and then be a rules lawyer about that But yeah, yeah. D&D and humor um, That's something I recommend Like coming up with like weird Zany characters, like okay We're all gonna make up like crazy characters And be weirdos or something That's always fun
1: Or even uh, like the original Gamers movie.
0: Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know,
1: where they they backstab with the ballista. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Gamers keeps coming up and up and again. That is definitely humor in D. That 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 was fun. Uh and like um what what is it? Like uh Drunken Alewives with uh yeah. I, Are you familiar with that? With like Where's the Mountain Dew? Uh, I attack the Darkness. Uh you know that that that. No, I hadn't seen that. Oh, check it out, but yeah, it's like early Dan Harmon and uh, Rob Schrab, uh audio stuff. But yeah, it's it's fun humor in D and D humor about D and D humor through D and D. It's it's all good. I, I I highly recommend it. Any any tips you've got, Dave?
1: No, other than it's, it's sort of the best to kind of gauge you know gauge your your players, if you're a GM yeah. and it's the same thing, if you're a player, you know, if you just, and everybody has bad moods and you sure. you know, just if, if you're being, if you're going from humor to just silly, you know, my suggestion, maybe reel it in a little bit.
0: Yeah. And my suggestion is always punch up, never punch down with your humor. Cause, uh, you know, don't be a jerk. <laughs> make yeah. fun of the King. Don't make fun of the peasants. Make fun of, uh, I don't know, make fun of the dragon, don't make fun of the kobolds, but yeah, D&D and humor is fun, Uh, and whoa, what do you got going on in the background over there, Dave?
1: What what do you hear there? you hear the baby
0: Oh, I heard something crazy.
1: Mm, I don't know, unless maybe it was, you know, sloshing off to boring.
0: I don't know. Might have been that. Might have been that. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of D&D on D&D. You're You're listening listening to KZOM, KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Oleander. Hey, everyone. We're back in the studio. Thank you for listening to another episode of Radio Free Oleander here on 1130 AM, KZOM. Oleander, the place to be seen... And B. No, wait, and that's not right. Okay, let's take that again, okay. Okay. 11.30... Hey, everyone, we're back in the studio. Thank you for listening to another episode of Radio Free Oleander here on 11.30 AM. KZOM. Oleander, the place to be seen in B. No, wait, and that's not right. Okay, let's take that again, okay. Okay. 11.30 AM... KZOM, Oleander, Oregon The place to be In DC, thank you so much for listening Everyone, rate, review, subscribe And Dave uh, Any advice for uh, listeners This week? Um, I April Fools, I don't care learn. Thank you for listening everyone Anything you gotta say, Dave? No. April yes, Fools Okay, no, for real, this time Anything you gotta say? Uh, uh uh no okay thank you so much for listening everyone bye alright that worked thank you everyone for listening remember to check out our Patreon in the show notes and follow us on social media anywhere you find people on social media and find us wherever you find podcasts and remember all music for Radio Free Oleander is diegetic and, uh, being performed by the Oleander VFW, uh, let's see, uh, Potterfield Middle School and, uh, various folks at, uh, uh Oblivion's who, who have, uh, donated music and, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's all on Zoom. Uh, last week we had a problem with audio because an uh, overzealous bass player wanted to uh, overdominate anyone. But uh, yeah, no, that uh, person is no longer allowed on the Zoom calls, so that will not be an issue in the f- further future. But hey, if uh, there are any other uh, bass players out there besides uh, overzealous fourteen-year-olds uh, who want to dominate uh, local radio shows with their bass playing skills while people are trying to talk, please contact us. And if you have anything that you want to say, if you want to be a member of Oleander, a Citizen, on the city council, or anything like that, contact us uh, via Patreon and uh, find out how. To be a part of it all. Do you want to find out the story behind the story? Do you want to find out uh, all the various things that are going on in town before they go on in town? Do you want to suggest people who we interview, or be interviewed yourself? Well, contact us via Facebook, because that's the best way to contact Dave. I don't think he's figured out how to use Twitter yet, and he's the one who does most of the interviews. Unless you can figure out how to contact me, and then I actually contact you back which easier said than done a lot of times thank you again everyone have yourself a wonderful april we'll see you next week radio free oleander dave said bye i generally try and get him the last word but i just wanted to talk to everyone and say thank you again everyone for listening and yeah no i, I hope not too many people were upset that ken Hyde didn't talk about rpgs or anything like that but talked about desert survival but hey not even Desert Survival, honestly. He talked about what album he would bring, because that was the joke. All right. You know what? This this is like what Dave talked about in the beginning. If uh, you have to explain your joke, maybe it's not funny. Thank you again, Radio Free Oleander. I've been D.B. Spitzer. Dave it was Dave. David Heath, And uh, thank you again. All right.